The rarest of rare occurrences last night as the San Francisco Giants picked up a feel-good win where they scored a bunch of runs, they pitched a shutout. Heck, even Gabe Kapler got fired up and got ejected, something people have wanted him to do more often. And so, overall, great day. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you are watching or listening or whatever. So anyway, coming up on today's show... Yes, we are going to describe the vibes being immaculate. And is it any surprise that it happened on Creamsicle Tuesday on City Connect Unbelievable Magic Day? It's just crazy how well they've played in these neon orange jerseys. And there's just something about them. I feel like when they wear them, they're going to have a good game and they're going to win. And that is what they did yesterday. So many good things happened. Like I said, we had a Kapler fired up ejection. We had the Giants scoring seven runs in the game. We had a shutout pitched on, you know, pitched by the Giants. And beyond that, they also, it was just a great day in terms of the standings. All these teams around them in the standings, Dodgers notwithstanding, no pun intended. Like I said yesterday, the division to me is basically over. It's the Giants are nine back and you you're dreaming if you think they're going to catch up with the Dodgers 42 games left to make up 10 games, essentially. So obviously it's still possible, but it's a remote remote possibility. But in the wildcard race, the Phillies, who are one spot ahead of the Giants, they've lost three straight. The Marlins lost yesterday. The Cubs lost to the White Sox, a bad team yesterday. The Reds lost yesterday. The only thing that didn't go the Giants way is that the D-backs and Padres won, but the D-backs are four games behind the Giants and the Padres remain seven back of the Giants. And so, yes, you've got to still pay attention to those teams. But as things stand going into Wednesday, the Giants have now a two and a half game lead on a playoff spot. And so entering yesterday, it was one and a half. And so they picked up a full game on their playoff hold. And so if the season were to end Tuesday night, the Giants would be the second wildcard team and they would go to Philadelphia to play a best of three wildcard series. So there's there's a lot to say here, but to have a two and a half game lead is much better. You know, it was one and a half going into yesterday. And so the Fangraphs playoff odds going into yesterday were like 60% for the Giants who had like a season high of around 80%. They've kind of waffled between 50 and 80% for the last couple months, it seems. But after yesterday, 
those odds went from like 60% to now entering Wednesday, 71%. So just a great day in terms of, you know, you won your game and all your competitors outside of the Dodgers and D-backs and Padres, uh, they lost. And so Padres playoff odds, by the way, 21%. D-backs also at 21%. Cubs down to 50%. Reds at 20%. Phillies at 82 Marlins at 49 So the Giants, here are the leaders in playoff odds. The Braves and Dodgers at 100% rounded, of course. They haven't actually clinched. The Brewers at 83.5%. The Phillies at 82 And then the Giants are next. And so... They're still in a strong position. Their schedule remains tough going forward. They have played well against good teams. Like they still are 36 and 30 against over 500 teams this year. So they're eight games above 500 overall and six games above 500 against above 500 teams. So if they would, if they had just played better against some of these inferior teams, they would be in a even stronger position. But obviously, you know, the run scoring has been the biggest issue, and it was great to see the bats kind of wake up yesterday. I've been very, like, unpopularly talking about how there's some element, I think, of luck, bad luck for the Giants happening with all these offensive struggles, including in the first game against Tampa Bay, where basically the two teams had similar expected numbers in terms of the quality of contact, basically. And yet the Giants lost 10 to 2. And so it was nice to see a little like confirmation, affirmation of that possibility that batted ball luck has played a role in this with the Giants flipping the script and having a blowout win against Tampa Bay. So, you know, one of the huge parts of last night, besides a couple of home runs, Tyro Estrada and Wilmer Flores, and then just a bunch of late uh, hits and a big error by Tampa Bay, but Wade Meckler in his second MLB game finally collected, I mean, not finally, but he collected his first major league hit and then he got his second on an infield hit. But beyond just Wade Meckler getting his hits, there was something that happened in there. And that was that Gabe Kapler did something he rarely does, which is get vocal and stand up for one of his players who was having horrible strike calls go against him. And so coming up in just a minute, we're going to discuss Gabe Kapler's second ejection of the year only, what it meant to the Giants and why people have wanted to see more of this from him. So we will get into that. And also the quietly dominant pitcher that you may not realize has been dominating uh, all of that in just a minute. And before we get into it, Locked on Giants is brought to you by Bunches. Okay, Locked on Giants fans, I have to tell you about a new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes and description uh, to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Locked On sports fans. Bunches is the place where sports fans chat. The Locked On MLB group chat is on Bunches now. I just recently joined myself and... You can join me in the conversation there. Go there now and connect with other baseball fans, chat your favorite team, and keep up with the latest MLB news. 
Do you have questions or comments about today's episode? Chat about it in the Locked On MLB Bunch on Bunches. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description and or show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. All right, as promised, Gabe Kapler getting ejected. What does this mean uh, to the team? Like, why do people clamor for this? And why did he decide that that was the time to do it? Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down the finale of this series. To me, it's it's big. Uh, you're, you're going for the chance to win a series against one of the best teams in the American League. And you're about to head out on a road trip to face two really good teams. And the Atlanta Braves, probably the best team in baseball. And then the Philadelphia Phillies, one of your competitors, possible wild card preview, like I just said. And the Giants play the Rays today at 1245 Pacific. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app just search Giants. So, Gabe Kapler getting ejected. Why is this such a big deal? Well, I mean, I'm in the same boat as a lot of people when the sentiment is that sometimes you need your manager to do this. And as a player, it means a lot. It is uh, interesting that it that it uh, that he does this for Wade Meckler, um, who's playing in his second MLB game, and I think part of what goes into that for Kapler is that, and you could see, you could like read his lips, and he was holding up three fingers and saying basically that the umpire had in his first at bat called two pitches that were not strikes against him. Uh, he called them strikes, and then in his next at bat, the first pitch was also not a strike, and he called it a strike. And it goes back to the previous night in his MLB debut, the same thing was happening. Meckler is not a big guy at all. In fact, he's a small player, one of the smaller ones you'll you'll see in in Major League Baseball. And yet, you know, he was having pitches all over the zone, up uh, specifically, also down, I think, and in and out. It was just like everything. He was getting all these borderline pitches and all of them were being called strikes. They weren't, they weren't strikes. They were out of the zone. Um, and the, the thing is that the Giants offensive philosophy is centered around the concept that they do not want you to swing unless it's in your zone. And they want you to be what they call like really stubborn with sitting on your pitch and not swinging if it's not there. And so that's why you see a lot of like called third strikes. Sometimes uh, it doesn't look good when it's not going well, but when it's going well, you get like 2021 with all the walks and damage, you know, basically like high on base percentages and then pitches in the zone are hammered. That's the, that's the dream. And it's funny. Brandon belt was like the, the master of this. And so many people uh, did not like Brandon belts offensive approach. And yet that, I'm telling you is exactly what they want their hitters to do. And so I know some of you probably are just groaning uh, at the very concept, but when all is said and done, Brandon Belt was a really good offensive player and he did it by being really patient, drew a lot of walks, got on base a lot. And when he got pitches over the 
hard, you know, in his zone. He had trouble with certain areas for sure. But when you made a mistake, which pitchers missed their location on average by like a foot per pitch. So the idea that if you have a hole in your swing, like you, they're just going to attack it and you're never going to get a pitch to hit is wrong. Like pitchers don't have great command generally. And so anyway, all of that backstory to say Meckler, that's his game. Like he kind of has a Brandon Belt like approach where he's just going to be really stubborn and not going to swing if the pitch isn't in his zone. And so if he's getting these borderline pitches called against him, then it's discouraging for a player who's trying to break through in the majors. And so it it rubbed Kapler the wrong way that that Meckler wasn't being rewarded for the right approach, basically. And you love to see it, like all of that to say, you love to see the manager sticking up for the players. And it's frankly something we haven't seen enough of, I would say, from Kapler, because like he's he's got this logical mindset about it where he has said that he's not going to get ejected like intentionally because it essentially like hurts their team because he's not able to be managing which of course is his job like to make decisions and whatnot but I think like You've got to listen. Gabe Kapler was a player himself. I think maybe some people don't realize that. I, most people probably realize that he played Major League Baseball for quite some time, and so he he knows what it's like to be a player. And perhaps to him it didn't mean as much, but to a lot of players it means a lot to have your manager like go out there and yell at an umpire, basically stand up for them because they can't do that without getting ejected. And then that does definitely hurt the team when a player has to come out, especially if it's one of your better players, especially if it's early in a game. Uh, And so for the manager to do it, it has a psychological effect. Like these are human beings and you like to see uh, somebody standing up for you and, and someone in authority to stand up for you. And so I think it does fire up the team. Certainly Wade Meckler appreciated it, which he said very emphatically when he was being interviewed post game. And later on, I mean, and, and Kapler told him like, don't change. I don't let this affect you. Cause that's what it can do. I, there was a Michael Conforto at bat later in the game where you saw a pitch way above the zone called a strike. And then what you saw after that was the pitcher, Zach Littell, throwing it up there again and Conforto has to swing at it. And so it's crazy how an umpire's zone can really have an impact, not just from the one call that's missed, but then from how you can potentially then decide I've got to swing at that pitch. And so, yeah, I'm all for not having that be the case anymore and having you know, automatic balls and strikes. I've been for that for a long, long time, but we're not there yet. But anyway, uh, Kapler told Meckler, don't change. Like, don't let this umpire get into your head and make you start thinking you've got to expand the zone. They don't want him to do, to do that. He, they said, uh, oh, in the long run, this approach is going to pay off. And especially if in the long run we get automatic balls and strikes because then having a stubborn eye like that is really going to pay off. And in AAA, they do use the ABS uh, system. He was only there for a little while, though. But in AAA, it's not a strike. 
all those pitches. But here it is. It doesn't really make any sense. But anyway, it was just good to see Kapler fire up the troops and just take one for the team. I mean, every now and then, I think the benefit of having the players feel like you have their back outweighs the negative of like not being able to pull strings during the game strategically. Like you've got to consider the human element. I think, again, Kapler played. It's not like, oh, he's just doesn't understand the human side. Maybe he's just different than most, but hopefully the players give him the feedback that that is something that they appreciate, which it seemed to be the case. And he really, he got in the umpire's face. So that was good to see. Anyway, so the offense was great yesterday. Meckler picking up line drive rocket single to center and then an infield hit. Tyro and Wilmer with home runs. Conforto has been hot. That is really nice to see. But also on the pitching side, there has been a pitcher who has quietly been one of the best pitchers in baseball for three months on the Giants. It's not who you think it is. I mean, Logan Webb's been great, but I'm not talking about him. Not talking about Alex Cobb. Who has this guy been? If you're on YouTube, you can see. But if you're not, you're going to find out in just a minute. But before we get into it, This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, as promised, I want to get into this pitcher who has quietly been just an absolute monster, and he's not getting much attention, certainly nationally, and also, I would say, amongst fans of the team. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, we're going to be breaking down game three of this series. It's going to be tough. Uh, Savali going for the Rays, good pitcher acquired at the trade deadline from the Guardians. Ryan Walker opening for the Giants today. Unclear exactly who's going to follow, but maybe possibly Ross Stripling. You're you're the underdogs in this series going up uh, in this game going up against Savali. So hopefully the Giants can, you know, keep the bats going and beat the Rays. Giants play the Rays at 1245 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Giants. So, the pitcher who has quietly been great for the last three months. If you're on, if you're not on YouTube, I'll give you a second to think about who it is. Yes, it's none other than Sean Manaya, who came into, you know, last night's game and just had another outing that has become... Fairly uh, regular for him, fairly uh, 
It's just happened a lot where he's come in. He went three and a third, struck out five, didn't allow any runs, allowed just one hit. He did walk two. And also, by the way, Jacob Junis got the start four innings, seven strikeouts, two hits, one walk. So Junis and Manaya combining for seven and a third with 12 Ks, only three hits. And so, you know, just goes to show you I've talked about how oh I believe in a lot of these guys who have struggled and you look at a guy like Manaya and the overall ERA is still 4.89 he has been whittling it down all season and as I'm about to explain it's I mean the ERA itself is is good over the last three months but it's not even the most eye-popping the ERA is 3.38 since May 22nd. That was all the way back when the Giants were in Minnesota, uh, which was basically to me the first time he he looked really good. And since that time, like I said, 3.38 ERA in a little bit more than 50 innings pitched. Since that time, since May 22nd, there are 129 pitchers in Major League Baseball who have at least 50 innings pitched. 129 pitchers. Guess who's Guess where Manaya's fielding independent pitching ranks? First, 1.86 fielding independent pitching. First among 189 pitchers, excuse me, 129 pitchers with at least 50 innings since May 22nd, that game in Minnesota. Now, fielding independent pitching is heavily influenced by home runs, and Manaya has not allowed a single home run over that span. I'm probably jinxing him, watch him allow, like, two or three homers in his next outing but so that like that comes with a caveat to say the fielding independent pitching is first it's heavily influenced by the fact that he hasn't allowed a homer but on the flip side he hasn't allowed a homer since may i mean before may 22nd um expected fielding independent pitching basically looks at all those same things but then says What should your ERA be if you were allowing a league average rate of home runs on your fly balls? And for him, for Manaya, that ERA predictor is 3.24, which ranks ninth among all these 129 pitchers with at least 50 innings since May 22nd. Manaya's strikeout rate, 30.6% since May 22nd, is seventh best among those 129 pitchers. Strikeout minus walk rate, a really important and predictive metric, really kind of simple, but also really important. 23.6% is the eighth best in Major League Baseball over that span. Also, how about some stat cast metrics? His barrel rate, which is, it's not about just hitting it on the sweet spot. It's Barrels are hard hit balls that are also hit at kind of an ideal range of launch angles. So basically hard contact in the air, the type of contact that becomes extra base hits, homers, etc. And he's only allowed barrels on 4.6% of batted balls against him during that span, which is the sixth lowest among those 129 pitchers with at least 50 innings since May 22nd. So basically Manaya has been doing this for three months and it's gone under the radar, I think, because the beginning of his season was so rough. I mean, he he had horrible numbers before this point, but he's clear like to me, he's cleaned up his delivery. I feel like his arm, like his arm circle is shorter. Uh, it's not as much movement with the arm in his 
windup, like when he gets ready to throw. And just the angle he's coming at and just pounding the zone and just these kind of high effort uh, short spurts. It's not really that short, though. We're talking like three innings or so at a time. It's a good fit for him. And so to me, he's trending towards opting out of his contract, not because he wants out of San Francisco, but because these types of underlying numbers are going to intrigue a lot of teams. And for $12.5 although it wasn't, I forget how the contract was structured. It's two years, $25 million, opt out after the first year. But I don't believe it was an even $12.5, $12.5. So regardless, we're, we're looking at a one-year deal that he has the chance to opt out of. And this type of performance suggests to me that he's trending towards opting out because yeah, I mean, teams are going to see this and and be very intrigued. And I'm seeing it and I'm very intrigued. So it's a good role for him. I don't know if you think about like just having him start games and do this, but I think they like to use him as they're using him. And he's had a lot of success and it's hard to argue with the results. So shout out to Sean Manaya and also Jacob Junis in this game, his best outing of the year. And the underlying numbers for Junis are actually pretty encouraging as well, striking out a lot of batters. And basically the ERA is higher than everything else, like including the expected ERA based on quality of contact and strikeout rate and walk rate, etc. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, breaking down Game three of the series. Can the Giants win this series? That would be huge going into Atlanta and Philadelphia. And also we'll be watching the wildcard standings and all these other teams in action. Giants play the Rays today at 1245 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter or X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening today. You are now Locked on Giants.